Welcome to Let's Share, hosted by me, Leah Byers, president and founder of Havanita Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that promotes the human interaction of sharing what we have and expressing what we need. The guests in the podcast are the people who I have connection stories with and have something meaningful to share in their communities of connection. Thank you for listening. Let's share. Wow, today I am so excited to spend time in this podcast with one of my longtime friends and ministry partners in Christ. He is the director of Waves Campus Ministry and with YWAM, with his Youth for a Mission, Bob Felder. Welcome, Bob. I'm so glad you're here today. Hi, Leah. It's always great to talk with you. It's amazing. We were just talking about how long we've known each other. 28 years. I'm not even that old yet. So it's amazing. But our time has overlapped. We started going to Wayside back in like 1990, 91. And you were just a few years after that. That's how we met. So I know that uh, the purpose of the Let's Share podcast is to share about our relationship, about your ministry, and about how God has you sharing in our lives. And so today, I just wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about how we met. And then one of the things that really connected us was the fact that you're an evangelist. And I was attending a program that you were running for the church. We were going out and leading people to Christ or sharing Jesus with them. And a big part of who you are, isn't it, Bob? Well, I remember a long time ago, Sheila and I, when we just got married, married for 41 years we were sitting in our a church that was just around the corner from our apartment. The associate pastor got up, and it must have been like maybe our first Sunday there, second Sunday, and he started talking about an evangelism program. At that time, it was Evangelism Explosion. She and I just looked at each other and said, you know, that's something that we should do. I worked as a camp counselor at a Christian camp when I was in high school, but really didn't just know how to share my faith with, with children. God just kind of birthed, uh, kind of used that to birth um, where we are today. Sheila and I used to be in the business world, in the regular world, and then God used that to start the process of moving us to Miami to be, begin a college campus ministry through youth at a mission called Waves. In that process, we always felt that it was important to be involved in a local church. So we started going to Wayside Baptist Church, and I really had found like no, I think our visitation at the time, back then visitation was still kind of big. I remember going out with people and they would go out to people's homes and it would be like, well, thanks for coming to our church. How'd you like our church? We hope you come back to our church. And that was our evangelistic thrust pretty much. So I was like, maybe we should do something here. So I spoke to the pastor at the time and, and we ended up starting something called Faith which is just another way of sharing your faith. There's no particular way. And that's where I met you, Leah. Back then, you were probably sitting in the pews, just like I was maybe 10 years prior. And some guy, probably like me, got up and said, hey, you know, we're doing this thing called faith. You should do it. And God probably in your mind said, you know, that's something I should learn to do. So that's how we got to start going out, see, learning, sharing your faith, going out and sharing. And it's just the, the camaraderie and the friendship that builds from that and the love for, for ministry, but also love for each other. Then you followed us along and helped us develop a course called Alpha, which is more, uh, it's an evangelistic focus, but it's also more of just a introduction to the Christian faith, introducing people to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, what about prayer and this, that, and the other thing. And you and your mom, June, worked for us with us for a number of years on that. We had many Wednesday night dinners, followed by teachings and talks. 
followed by a kind of like a Saturday away kind of retreat, a number of things like that. And we saw great fruit and our relationship continued to grow. And then, you know, I just kind of do a lot of different things from vacation Bible school. I remember your daughter first coming to vacation Bible school when she was like in first grade. I got to play missionary Bob and all these other characters that would be my quote unquote cousins, but it would just be me dressing up in hokey outfits. And looking to share um, what it means to be a missionary around the world. So that's kind of how we got started in that process. And it's amazing just how God, as it's kind of interesting, I, I say that as you look to bless others, God blesses you. So we've been certainly blessed by our relationship with Leah. And then you added Steve. Steve, you know, he's okay. It's all right. You know, he's okay for a, a Viking fan. I love him too. So it's that whole idea. I think that God has blessed our family just as we look to bless others, you guys kind of landed our laps and have been a huge blessing to us. Well, Bob, as I remember in Alpha, I brought in the one thing that you were not quite ready to do, and it ended up being an important piece, and that was the food. I don't know if you remember that, but I'm <clears> the one that really said, hey, I'll do the food. Don't worry about it. And that's how the food thing got started. So just Amen. saying, uh, that's a sharing right. thing. We shared, you gave me the opportunity to learn and grow and I brought you some food. So just yes, saying. well, God, God used it as an opportunity for you to learn and grow. And it actually, in my life, it was an opportunity to not drown in the process of having to run something like that. So now I end up at all events, I end up making my, my somewhat famous baked ziti for all kinds of things. So I think Absolutely. it was birthed out of out of alpha so yes you and your mom and, and the other people we just gathered in was amazing so many people say to me and probably to you leah too we should do alpha again or remember the time in alpha when just that near the thing and again so idea of just looking to minister rather than be ministered to that brings blessing into our lives well, it's very exciting one of uh, my daughters had the opportunity to do alpha up here last winter. It's amazing that that program is still in play. It's based in, in England, evoked a lot of growth in spirituality around the world. I right. will never forget how valuable it was and how valuable it was to her this year. Right. So praise God for that. And you know, Bob, the other thing that we both share is a mom's name, June. It is something <laughs> special that we have. And Steve has a mom named June, too. No so, way. Yes, yes. All no. three of us had moms. He was a re real mom or honorary mom? No, his real mom. Oh, okay. Because I know Steve likes to jump on the bandwagon. So that's interesting. When was your mom born? What month? She was born in September of 1938. Wow. See, my mom was born July 1st, 1938. 36. And she says she was named June because she was born in July. And I still can't, I, I still have a hard time figuring that out. And I always thought she was born in June, but you know. July. One of the beautiful things about Steve's mom, and you know that my oldest daughter's stepfather, is that she was actually born on the same date as Steve's mom, March 7th. So my daughter Charlotte and Steve's mom all both had the same birth date. So that was kind of sweet. Things so you had to research in order to find Steve and to stick with him. You had to you did a lot of research. Yeah, I did that. Everything and, you know, signs yeah. from God and confirmations, same birth. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how those things work out. So, Bob, in terms of our journey together, there's another more recent one. It's we serve on a Christian school board together. That's also been a season of not just us being in different positions, but now we're kind of in the same space and serving in that way. So that's also something that you gave me an opportunity to do. And hopefully I have brought something to the table for 
for you and the board as well. So that's also been something that's been a, an interesting connection that we've had over the years. Absolutely. And I've always been a fan of just being open to being used by God. Sometimes we hold on real tightly to a position or whatever, an organization we go, this is mine, we hold on to it. And God says, no, 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 I, no, open your hand. I'm like, no, I don't want to, but I think lots of times you just need to go like, hey, here's my hand, it's open. God put something back into my hand. It just kind of works out that way. That's just the way it works. It's the way it works. God's leading and moving around. It's a journey. I think that's a a big piece. Your Waves Campus Ministry is actually your foundational journey to all of this. And so one of the things that I would love for you to share a little bit more about is really some of that journey of what has happened. Because Mm -hmm. in my general observation, you've not only invested in people in the college campuses, but they've turned around and invested in you too. So love to hear that. Sure. And I'll kind of go from current backwards a little bit here. So uh, we're pretty much on the campuses of Miami-Dade College, the two biggest ones, the North and Kendall Campus of Miami-Dade. We've also picked up Florida Memorial University. So I spend my time on those campuses doing ministry. We have a small staff and a bunch of volunteers. Any of our staff has pretty much been homegrown, as Leah mentioned. Sometimes we've had staff try to come from other parts in the country. They move to Miami and they're there for, you know, different lengths of times, but they go like, wow, this is different. In Youth of the Mission, they have a lot of um, ministry bases where people can come on staff and live at the base relatively cheaply. And they move to Miami and they're like, oh, what? <laughs> and the people and the culture. So God has just allowed us to get some people who are actually homegrown in our ministry. Join us. There was a guy, but my wife and I uh, were invited to his church. The name is Lewis. He was in started in our ministry years and years and years ago. He now has his own church, a small church up in Davie. He comes back and helps us on campus when he can. Again, he has kind of his own church. But So Lewis is up in front of his church preaching. So he gets to be out with God. But he also comes and helps us when we have evening ministry and outreach on the campuses. He'll show up. So he comes back and helps us uh, from time to time. So that's kind of the neat thing in ministry. There's others, a guy named Rodney, someone named Marcus, who come back and help us. Um, Rodney was a guy probably back 15 years ago, started out as a regular student. He was known by the other students as quiet man because he didn't really say anything, just kind of spiritual guy and stuff like that. And after a couple of years, he became president of our club, a student president of our club on the North Campus of Miami-Dade. Then he became a volunteer. Then he went through processes of becoming on staff with Youth of the Mission and with us. He's been in Miami with us probably on ministry, probably close to at least 10 or 12 years. He and his wife just had a baby. And so it's another example of somebody coming through our ministry, being involved, doing that. So that's neat to see. Just recently, okay, so Neri Ellis is one of our members on the North Campus Miami Data student member. I call her a lost people magnet. Whenever we gather outside for just like a small group, something at like a table, you maybe hold six or eight people, students come by that know her and gives us an opportunity to share Jesus. Two other people there, there is Lily and Marlon, boyfriend and girlfriend. We met them again about a, maybe a little over a month ago. During our time with them, we they came by and they just saw this, this sign at the table. It said, Jesus spoken here. And on the other side, it just said, do you need prayer? So even when we're not really doing major outreach, big signs and big tables, we just pop this up on the table and we let it sit there. And it's amazing how many people come by. And they came by, saw the sign. She had a church background, a lot of different issues in her home. Her, her mom had her when she was 15 years old. 
all kinds of struggles and everything. She had a church, kind of a church background. Her her boyfriend, Marlon, had really no church background. We were able to lead them to the Lord right there. They came back out this last week to one of our meetings on Tuesday. Same idea. And we're sitting, we're talking there. The whole topic up through Thanksgiving is being thankful. And what are some of the roadblocks that keep us from being thankful and how we should be thankful? So we we are actually looking at the passage that talked about First Thessalonians that talk about always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances. For this is the will of God. Because so many times people want to know, what is the will of God for my life? Well, all the little details will take care of themselves if we focus on these three things that God says, this is this is the will for me. To always be joyful, never stop praying and be thankful in all circumstances. So we started talking about being thankful in all circumstances. So they joined us on Tuesday. Last night, Lily was on our Zoom session with students who really can't come to campus and stuff. So we continued on with the same general topic and split up. And so at the end, we just asked, you know, is for people to share what they're thankful for. Lily had said, I'm thankful for these meetings. And she says they're like therapy sessions. So so she's working through things with her mom in the past and realizing that, you know, she's had some anger, bitterness and resentment. So it's just being out there on a regular basis, whether we're overtly sharing Jesus or just putting up signs and stuff that allow us to do ministry. And we're going to see what happens with um, those two, Lily and Marlon down the road. They could be plugged into our ministry or just doing something great for God all over. So that's kind of my daily ministry, just being out there hanging out with students. And there's a there's obviously a ripple effect that is so much of a blessing when you hear that. And there's another place that you're doing ministry that I think is also having a ripple effect. And I think you just thought it was going to be a maybe a one or two shot deal, but you also preach at the Chinese Baptist Church. That's right. Like, in fact, after this, I need to get them Chinese Baptist Church, my sermon topic and my slides so they can be translated into uh, Mandarin. I'll be doing a couple services there this Sunday. So yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, being available to God. And I think maybe, I don't know, 12 years ago, somehow they got my name to preach. And so I preached once and then, you know, maybe four or five months later, I preached again. And then they had me do a retreat kind of thing they do once a year. And then just occasionally spoke there, but they uh, were without an English speaking pastor for their English speaking service. So they called me and uh, I think I'm coming up in like one year as their interim. It's kind of like interim preacher, but I guess it's kind of pastor. And now I really don't, I, I really kind of have to, I, I really don't think they're looking for for somebody else. I, again, God just opens those doors and, you know, God has blessed us with that opportunity, but to be a blessing to others there. But it was really something that I never thought that I would be doing down the road. You know, God has given me more and more opportunities. I remember way back in college, there was an experience, I can't go into it now, but it caused me to get out in front of people and speak. When I was in high school, uh, you know, if I had to get up in front of people, speak maybe at church, if I didn't have it written down in front of me and read every single word, if I looked up, I'd be lost. You know, I'd be like, and so God's taking me a long way from that giving me opportunities to share. And again, God just does those things along the way. So I've been speaking at the Chinese Baptist Church for a while. And I coach a cross-country team, which is more about spiritual growth than actually getting faster, I think. So that whole idea that uh, gee, I kind of look, I guess my life's verse, it kind of changes. But one of the things is when in Matthew chapter 9, where it says, Jesus looked out on the crowd with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were harassed. And hopefully that would be that as I see people, I see them as sheep without a shepherd and look out with compassion 
Yeah, I think that's a really amazing. And I think that, Bob, the opportunities that you have of being in Miami, of preaching at a Chinese Baptist church, you're in one place in the United States and yet having a global impact that you really will never know until you hit heaven, how amazing this could be in God's kingdom. And so thank you so much for doing that and, and investing in people like me and hopefully feeling that you've been reinvested in by the people you've invested in. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm a winner here. I'm I'm gonna I gotta give back more because I've I've certainly been more blessed than I probably have blessed people in my mind. Well that's yeah. a good attitude, you know, in the in the sense that you no, know, it is a it's it's not just a one way ticket when we give. That when we give, we also receive. We receive the blessing of being able to give and and then sometimes we get ten times more than what we put into something. So it's amazing Absolutely. how that can work out. So Bob, if somebody wanted to reach out to you or your organization, what would you recommend that they do to space with you? Social media or website, or do you have any direct? Yeah, um, I'm probably, I could probably use a little more help in all those things. The best way is to text me or call me. Just do it. It's the, you know, you send me something you know, like oh, I go to our this, that, and the other thing. I get a lot of stuff from a lot of people. Being in Youth of the Mission, we're in Miami, and a lot of people who come from internationally around the world are sometimes looking for a place to stay in Miami on their way between things. So I get tons of emails saying, hey, do you have room for us to stay? We want to see about your ministry. By the way, how close are you to the beach kind of thing? So <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's not about how close you are. It's how much traffic there is to get. To yeah, the yeah, yeah. But I tell them we're really far, really <laughs> far. So I get a bunch of stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, emails come and it's just kind of like the best way to reach me is just to call me. 786-210-8483. 786-210-8483. That's the best way. On the wavesministry.com website. W-A-V-E-S-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.com. And if you click on contact us, you can find Bob's contact information as well. Bob, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you would like to set out on as we wrap up our conversation? As you know, the the mission of Habanita Ministry is to promote and encourage communities of sharing and that is giving plus receiving equal sharing so any thoughts on that so that's a great question leah thank you for asking i think that it's important for all of us to realize that it's kind of overused the greatest ability is just being available so many times we as believers come up with all kinds of reasons why we can't do something and i could come up with a lot but understanding that it's not me it's not leah and leah you know this but it's the lord working in and through us, we see time and time and again in the scriptures where people were up against insurmountable odds. We see Moses, we see Joshua, we see Gideon, we see David with David and Goliath and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, it was like, well, why these things happen? So that God could get the glory. You know, Gideon's army was whittled down to 300. Why? So God could get the glory. And so in our lives, <clears throat> understand that God can use us push us maybe outside of our comfort zone, begin that process of volunteering somewhere, helping out and seeing what God has for you. Again, I don't think we can ever outgive God. I don't think we can ever outbless God. So it's just that way of, of having that life of, of just being available to God and being used to advance his kingdom. So that's how I would encourage us all today. Just to have open hands 
because with open hands, you can give and receive, correct? Amen. Thank you, Bob, so much for your time and for your sharing today. It is always so great to just hear the big picture of the story of our friendship and the, all the things that you're doing to serve. Your time serving has been a true blessing. Thank you, Leah, for allowing me to have this time to share with you guys. It's been a blessing. Thank you for sharing your time listening to this Let's Share podcast. Our hope is that you receive some inspiration to give and receive because giving plus receiving equals sharing. If you want to learn more about Have a Need a Ministry, go to haveaneedaministry.com. Look forward to connecting soon.